Omajanatramanandasya Janajana Salakaya Chakshun Militanyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Nama Vanchakapatubhishcha Kripasindabhivacha Titanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavijunamonama Thank you for having me here. I need your blessings. So if you could... Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you exactly how I want to receive your blessing. I need your blessing in the fact that you're going to pay close, careful, and full attention. So you can bless me that way today. Sometimes we have extreme good fortune, and sometimes the best laid plans are are changed by higher authority. <laughs> so, thus we have this class today has come to me from higher authority, specific direction. <laughs> Hopefully we will take that instruction and we will put it to good use. I'm going to try to enter into something we touched upon last class, which was the sum and substance of the spiritual movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as imbibed in the verses that he gave at the end of his manifest pastime. He had experienced both the external and the internal purpose for his manifestation and in the company of his dear most associates Ramananda Roy and his secretary Swarup Damodar he he expounded eight verses which presented the whole of the spiritual benediction that he wanted to give to humanity. And as I'm sure you've heard, this is an exceptional, exceptional time. We, we, we're having some, well, it's unimaginable good fortune when we look at the whole presentation of, of Vaishnavism descending into the material realm through so many avatars, those uh, manifestations of the Supreme, both his personal coming in different avatars and also in what's referred to as Saktavish avatars. And this is where the Lord bestows upon somebody with exceptional qualification certain of his characteristics most prominent in our consciousness of that kind of an avatar is Lord Jesus Christ, somebody that's been empowered to, to uplift suffering humanity, to put things back on track, to devastate the, uh, the mundane religious conception of business, taking business, to the doorsteps of the temple. Whereas, really, 
we should leave that business outside the temple. He personally came. What did he do? He threw the money or knocked over the tables. This is not the proper thing for this place. The Supreme, he's always coming. You, you know, yada, yada, he dharmasya. Glanir bhavati bharata. Over time, we forget our purpose in life. And it happens again and again and again. Uh, leave us go for any amount of time and sure as hell we're going to go down the wrong road. <laughs> Krishna comes himself or as I said, he empowers someone. He gives them his shakti. He reigns us back in. He brings us back uh, to where we can see things in the proper perspective and we... Uh, we realize we're not the Lord of all we survey. It should be apparent to us. Everyone around us is dying, and we're thinking, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> day in and day out. Well, at least I'm going to live for a long, long time. Well, I realize I had a friend, and she was only 18, and she died in a car wreck, but that's not going to happen to me. Death is at our, we're at death's doorstep day in and day out. We can't even take a walk in the woods. We don't know what's around the corner, what's going to strike us. We can be struck down at every moment. But we go merrily through life thinking, oh, this is the all, the be all and end all of our existence, all my pleasure is to be found here. It's unfortunate because in doing that and in thinking that this is the home of our pleasure, we become cheaters. We want to take advantage of the environment for me. It's all for me. I, me, mine. I, me, mine. I, me, mine. Everyone's doing it. It's okay. Look around. I, me, mine this. I, me, mine that. I'm the best musician, I'm the best dancer, I'm the most intelligent, I'm the most beautiful, I'm the best actor, I'm the best businessman, I'm the best lover. It doesn't end. There's so many permutations of this I, me, mine. Unlimited. And we look and we read and we see and we say, well, yours be mine. <laughs> yours be mine. Let me follow you. You're doing well. If I follow you, I'll probably be a good musician. <laughs> <laughs> then my life will be perfect. So many things are there. And it's okay to be a good musician. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be a good actor. It's okay to be a good businessman, a good housewife, a good husband, a good father, a good daughter. It's okay to be all those things. But we don't want to get off track. We don't want to forget this is really a foreign environment to us and at every moment there is the possibility of complete and total collapse. Not only is it a possibility, <laughs> guaranteed beyond a shadow of a doubt, that all of my abilities in no matter what field and all that I give and all that I receive here 
And this objective place is going to end. It's going to be taken away. Lord Chaitanya, Sankirtan movement. We're going to talk about Sankirtan. And we're going to talk about the opening verse that Lord Chaitanya left, which is about Sri Krishna Sankirtan, a specific Sankirtan. And we're going to look at this one verse, and we're going to see how all the other verses are with, with the roots, the seeds of all the other verses of Sixosticum, they reside within the first verse. So we begin now, we're going to chant the whole Shikshastikam together. We're going to enter into the heart of spirituality for Kali Yuga, for this age of man. The specific cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's a cult. Did you know that you come to the meeting of a cult? <laughs> We have so many cults in the world. Everywhere. You go to a rock concert. There's a cult of people there. They're screaming for my, my band. Trying to imbibe a cult which we're, whereby we will have some insight to our true nature, our true self. Because we've all heard about spirituality. We've all heard how great it is, how these great mystics are there. We've always... We're kind of naturally attracted to the mysticism of life, the mystery of life, the nature that that is beyond what we can explain. How is it? My wife showed me a video that somebody had made about the, the birth of a child, an animation, very well produced. How? How is this possible? Such such magic. I mean, such magic. That all of a sudden, here, here, look, the little sperm comes and it finds a proper home, and all of a sudden, in due course, there's birth. The arms form and the legs form, and it's you know magical, mystical. So we're we're naturally attracted to that. We're naturally attracted to the Supreme Lord, naturally. But we have no knowledge. We can't see him. Where is he? Where is he? He's, he's, he's invisible. I can see everything around. It's so so magnificent. But where's God? I'm not seeing. So Lord Chaitanya is saying, let me give you the eyes to see. But they're not going to be these eyes. And let me give you the ears and the nose and the taste and the feel of what is spiritual life. What is your spiritual life? How can you enter into and experience all that you think the Supreme is? Because we only have a conception. We only have our conceptions. Our conceptions of God are based on the cult that we're in. Believe me. You can be raised in this cult or that cult, but your conception of the supreme or your conception of the fact that there is no supreme comes from the cult that you associate with. It's very seldom that God is going to talk to you out of a burning bush. 
<laughs> Not that God can't talk to you out of a burning bush. Not that God can't jump out of the pillar and save you in a time of need. It's not that God can't do any of these things. He can do all these things and much, much more. He can put an elephant through the eye of a needle. But do you have that much faith in God that he can do that? So this movement, this movement of Sri Shaitanya is to bring us to that place where we can experience that supreme. This is the special benediction of the cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, where all that you think the Supreme Lord is or should be is properly oriented. You're given the proper orientation and you're given the methodology by which you can actually experience the Supreme here and now. Not far away, not some mystical thing, not some invisible being. This cult of spirituality is so amazingly exceptional that Sri Chaitanya is giving you the means through Sri Krishna Sankirtan to have your experience of God here and now. It's a very simple entrance. So we're going to enter into this understanding through this conceptual orientation that gives us a map of how we can attain that goal if that's a goal that you feel that you'd like to have. If any of you here aren't really interested in God, or feeling God, or being embraced by God, well, stick around anyway. (laughs) Because there's so many people here that are interested in that, do want to taste that, feel that, touch that, smell that, hear that, that you will want to yourself. Because as I said, we're a cult, and we're here to program you. (laughs) So let's begin our well let's begin the programming. <laughs> One of the sheets you have is called the Saksastika prayers. <laughs> and we are going to chant the Sanskrit together. Even if you can't chant Sanskrit, you can move your lips. <laughs> Do the best you can. The one thing special about Lord Chaitanya's movement, it's so merciful that even when you get it wrong, it's right. <laughs> Together. Sheto Darpana Marjanam Baba Mahabhagni Nirvapanam Shreya Vitanam Vidyavadu Vivanam Anandam Puradanam Pratipadam Punam Ritasvadanam Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam Nam Namakari Bahudani Jasarva Shaktish Tritrarpitani Amita Smarane Nakala Itadrisita Bhagavan Mamapi 
Dordaiva mi drisa mi hajani nuraga. Trinada pi suni chena karora pi lusi sunat. Amane na manudena kirtaniya sadahari. Nadanam najanam nasundarim. Kamitamba jagadisha kamaye. Mama janmani janmani sware. Bhavatad bhaktira hai tuki twai. Ai nanda tanuja kinkaram. Patitam mambishame bhavam budao. Kripaya tava para pankaja. Sita duli sadri samvachintaya. Nayanam galudasrudaraya. Vadatam gadada rudaragira. Pulakarnichitamba pukada, Tava namagraha neba vishyati, Yugaitam namishena, Chakshusha prabrisaitam, Sunyaitam jagat saram, Govinda vidahena me, Aslishabhapadaratam punastumam, Adarsanan marmahatam gorotuva, Yatatadava vidadatu lampato, Matrana natastu sa evanapara. This is Sastikam of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu. What is this? What is this prayer? What does it mean? What is its significance? Well, the Gaudiya Vaishnavas give it unlimited significance. Everything, everything is, is contained in this exhaustica. And the last verse, translation, if anyone recites or hears these eight verses of instruction by Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, his ecstatic love and devotion for Krishna increase day by day. We're encouraged to chant these verses uh, daily. Sometimes that's difficult. So therefore, I beg of you, chant one verse of this prayer daily. Because I'm going to show you a little bit of how the first verse contains the seeds of all the others. Mm. So if we can plant this first verse firmly in our daily cultish spiritual practice it will have a profound effect on our spiritual life on our spiritual advancement it's funny I say cultish we we give so much negative connotation to this we say cult and immediately in this culture we think oh this is a bad thing but as I was trying to make clear there's nothing that we're doing we call it different things. We call it a fellowship. We call it a union. We call it a church. We use this nomenclature because it's been used by our spiritual master. That this is the cult of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. We're not going to have you drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> We're not going to have you drink the Kool-Aid. 
but we are going to have you drink the nectar. <laughs> so let's enter into the nectar of this verse. If we look at the other piece of paper that was handed out, we have a little background on the various writings of our prior teachers in our line we call those Purva Acharyas they're Acharyas they taught in their life how to execute spiritual life in this age according to the direction of Sri Chaitanya their significant writings in relations to these verses of Sikhsastikam so Sri Rupa first wrote down Shikshastikam from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His verse was written down. He he take he made note of these verses in a in a literature that was entitled Pajalavali. Now in that literature they were not put in any particular order. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, who is a magnificent writer of the life and times of Sri Chaitanya in specifically relation to his merciful dispensation and spreading of Krishna consciousness in the world at that time. Krishnadas Kaviraj took the instructions of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the life of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from his associates and he gave it a form whereby we could see how these instructions were released, how they were given through, well, just like Jesus had various followers, disciples. So Lord Chaitanya, he also gave some charge. I want you to tell devotees how to see the inner relationship between what is matter, what is spirit, and what is God. And what are God's various energies. That knowledge in Sanskrit is referred to as Sambandha. So you, Sanatan Goswami, that part of my instruction, I empower you to understand it fully. I'm going to teach it to you. So you'll see a picture. They're sitting there. Sanatana is hearing. Lord Chaitanya is instructing. You read about that meeting and those instructions as Lord Chaitanya gave them to Sanatana Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And you, Rupa, Rupa, you really, I want you to give the essence of what is love on the spiritual plane. This is very important. Because mankind only knows mundane love. And mundane love ends in misery. Because they're putting all their love in all the wrong places. That sounds a little harsh. <laughs> doesn't it? Krishna consciousness is not harsh. But Krishna consciousness is the essence of all truth. We don't discard fully mundane love, but we experience 
mundane love in the context of a spiritual life. Now, when we bring spirituality into our life and into our loves, then those things, they lose their material characteristics. If I have a a cold iron rod and I stick it in a fire, in due course of time, what's going to be happen? How is that iron rod going to function? It's going to get warmer, warmer. It's going to change colors. It's going to start looking like the fire that it's in. It's going to have the same effect as the fire. I can pull it out and burn you with it. (laughs) And it'll be the same as you falling in the fire. That's how spiritual life is in our life. So it's not that we don't love in this world, but we love in this world in a way that the, we, we can bring in the spiritual nature of our existence and the material falls away. We have families, we have children, we have wives, we have husbands, we have a community, and we love, and we love well. Come to one of our feasts. <laughs> You'll see how well we're loved. And we love. And come and sing with us. Come and associate with advanced devotees. Your heart will melt. You'll feel something. So we have love. We have real love. We have the essence and we discard that love is, is, which is selfish because our love here in this group, in this cult, is based on giving. So Krishna Das, mm-hmm. Lord Chaitanya, he gave, empowered certain of his disciples. Sanatango Swami, you take care of teaching all the devotees now and in the future so these, these Goswamis, these disciples of Lord Chaitanya, they wrote voluminous works, giving us Sambandha Gyan, giving us what? Bhava Tattva, Rupa. Teach the devotees what is spiritual love. Teach them how they can taste it. Give them a glimpse of what it tastes like. Tell them about the fact that when you're falling in love with the Supreme, your hairs stand on end. Tears flow incessantly from your eyes, uncontrollably. You can't even talk. You can't even say thank you. You roll on the ground like a madman at a certain point. You lose all composure. Everything in this world that you think is of any significance, you could care less about. That's spiritual love. Tell them about it. Tell them all its different phases, all the different moods, how they gradually go step by step. But first they have some experience. It tastes good. 
Ruchi. They realize the person they're loving. They start to see the characteristics. They realize how they're supposed to love. They experience unimaginable pleasure of, of what is called bhava. And then they come to a platform of spiritual understanding where they, un, they enter into a relationship with the Lord and his associates and experience what is what is truly complete and absolute selfless giving. Our giving here, we're conditioned giving. It's all conditioned, isn't it? I give as I if I as I get. You quit giving to me, and it's over. <laughs> Done. I'm not going to give where I don't get. Well, but that's not really the highest taste of love. There is a giving where the getting doesn't matter. Rupa Goswami, you, please. I'm going to tell you all about these different bhavas, these different exchanges of love. Write it down. Teach the devotees. And the experiences of that highest spiritual exchange of love, Raghunath Das, it's unexplainable in mundane words. You're a great poet. Make a poetry that's so enticing that it draws the devotees in and they can see, oh, that's something I want. So he gave this charge. So Krishnadas Kaviraj, he put all this, these verses of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu at the end of his work, which is Sri Shaitanya Charitamrita, the wonderful life of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, the nature of transcendence, the nature of our eternity, the nature of our consciousness in eternity. We are eternal. We have an eternal consciousness. When this is ripped away, we're still here. Now the question is, where are we going to be? Well, we have some we have some influence on that. Then we have Bhakti Vinod. Bhakti Vinod, he studied these great Goswamis, and he was so much absorbed in these instructions of the Goswamis, and he was so adept at explaining those instructions at his time. 500 years after Lord Chaitanya and the Goswamis. He was so good at it, so adept at understanding it, experiencing it, and sharing it. He's referred to as the seventh Goswami. And he showed how these verses, in this order, give the roadmap for spiritual practice. He did this in two works, Sri Sanmo Dan Basham, and later in Bhajan Rahasya. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati also gave in-depth commentary on these verses of Sri Chaitanya in a presentation called Vivriti. We're going to look at the first verse. I actually made it to this first verse. <laughs> so let's look and see what's there. So this verse starts, 
Right? We were chanting, Cheto Darpanam Arjanam, Bhava Maha Devagni Nirvapanam. So, as I said, this whole presentation is based on Sri Krishna Sankirtan, a specific glorification of the Lord, a singing of His names. But not just any names of God. Those names of the Supreme which give entrance into His most intimate loving exchanges in the spiritual realm. We call this Vraj Bhakti, the land of milk and honey. (laughs) Amazing land where the Lord forgets His godliness and interacts with his associates, which is our aspiration, as if he's not God. He sets it aside. Kind of hard to love God as your best friend when you know he's God. It is. What to speak of loving God as an intimate lover? As a paramour? These things are difficult. Generally, the re- we have some difficulty in pr- approaching God. Why? He's full of all this energy. He's full of all these powers. We see what he does in the world, what he's done in our life. We don't even understand how our whiskers grow in our face. Well, sorry. Okay. Something like that. Anyway, so many things. <laughs> We don't understand how these things even work in our own body. The mother doesn't know how the child is actually growing in the womb, does she? But it's happening. We can't even figure that out. So many things, amazing powers are there. So when we look to God and see all of the amazing powers He exerts, even on our inside our body, we don't even understand what to speak of outside. What to speak of, of the cosmos when we look in the sky at night and we say, how is this coming about? So when we look to God, we there's some reverence. He has so much power, so much opulence. Kind of hard to love somebody in the most intimate way when they're like that powerful. This is kind of touched upon. You can read a nice little book. It's a conversation between God and a friend, Arjuna, on the battlefield. (laughs) Arjuna's there, and he's like a friend, and he's like, I want to see it. Show me your God. No one's going to believe me. You're telling me all this stuff, and I can understand. You're a God. I've heard it from other authorities and you the way you're speaking right now and the way I've experienced this re- relationship with you, I accept it. You are God. No one else is going to believe it. Actually, you, you need to show. So he showed. Arjuna, who is a friend, he says, whoa, well, he, didn't, he was overcome. He was just like, wow. He saw all these universes coming out of this friend, standing there, all these universes are there, and he's there, and they're flying through through the creation. And, and, and just amazing stuff. And he said, stop. Stop this. I can't take it anymore. Forgive me. I sat down and ate with you. I sat on your bed and we talked in confidence. 
My God! You're God! <laughs> You're God in more ways than I can imagine. This entrance into Vraj means that the opulences of the Supreme are set aside and he works his magic. And he works his magic in certain, in such a way we forget all that he really is about and all that he really does and all the powers he has. Because if we weren't illusioned into forgetting that God's God, we'd have a hard time sitting on his bed, talking in confidence, eating with him like a friend, loving him like a lover, feeding him breast milk like a mother. We couldn't do those things. Back to the verse. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go kind of quickly through how we can see all the verses of Shiksastikam and how these verses are a roadmap to spiritual progress from initial faith. Because everything, everything, whether it be spiritual or material, begins with faith. Look at anything, take faith away, and you will not have action. You have faith. If you go to school, you'll get an education. You have faith. At every stage in life, there's faith. And the varying degrees of faith that you pull into your heart and express through your actions have differing results. Those people that are super faithful, those are sometimes pretty exceptional people. Sri Krishna Sankirtan is meant to give us the faith so that we can tread the spiritual path and sit on God's bed and talk with Him as a friend. So it begins with faith. Everything in material life and everything in spiritual life. And entering into the mystery of Sri Krishna Sankirtan begins in faith in a process that shows as a result that God is attainable. He becomes visible, no longer invisible. He is experienced just the way, just in the same manner we experience life, we can experience God with spiritualized senses. And anything that you see here in your black and white world doesn't hold a candle. <laughs> to what is your true spiritual prospect. And Sri Krishna Sankirtan is meant to introduce us to that prospect. And this verse, the first verse of Shiksastikam, gives us a road map. So it starts with faith. Sheto Darpanam Arjanam. After we have some faith, we say, let me take advantage of the holy name of the Lord. Let me take advantage. When we begin that process, we look 
deeply at ourselves. We hold up the mirror and we see, do we like what we see? Or is there something that could be seen better? Can we hold ourselves up to a higher mirror, to a spiritual mirror, and aspire for that image instead of the image that I'm seeing? I'm becoming an old man, and guess what? As the years click by, the image gets more and more and more unfriendly. (laughs) But, if our heart is cleansed, even in old age, we become more and more beautiful. We begin, after there's some initial faith, after we're blessed with this kind of association, in this kind of a cult, we begin. Through the holy name, we cleanse. We begin cleansing away the misconceptions that are standing between us and who we really are. Sheto darpana marginum. This first process is explained in the second verse by Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu. So the second verse, what is it? Nam nam akadi bahodani jasarvasakti. Krishna, you're making the job so easy. You've put all your powers, all your energies, all of your shaktis, we call shakti, shakti is is the word that's used for the Lord's various energies. You've put all these in the holy name, in your name alone. And believe me, every spiritual tradition, when those when there are people that want to know God, there's so much credit given to the Lord's name. Doesn't matter what the tradition. So Lord Chaitanya is saying, You put so much power in your name, but I'm so misguided, I just don't have a taste for it. I don't have that taste. But let me let me chant, let me engage with the name. Let me associate with the name. And what happens? Our consciousness becomes cleansed. God's all pure. His name is as powerful as Himself. And we become purified. Marginum. Cleaning. First coming from Sankirtan is marginum. Cleansing of the heart. As the heart is cleansed, the miseries of material life begin to dissipate. Karma is turned off. Karma is that thing that says, as we weep, we sow. But as our interests become spiritual and we and we desire in that line, then Krishna is so kind. He's saying, we don't need this, this karmic thing, this karmic debt if you really want spiritual life, if you're faithful, if you're true to this chanting, bhava mahadavagni nirvapanam. Nirvapanam. We will extinguish, we will, write, we will wipe your slate clean. Kleshagna is another sp- Sanskrit word that's used. Subhada, Kleshagna. I mean, we could stand here and, chant and, and, and discuss these things for hours. They're so relishable. 
But again, we just want to give an overview here of this one verse. One verse that is a roadmap to spiritual life. Beginning where? Beginning with Sri Krishna Sankirtan. We take the holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Why this name? This name lets us associate with the Lord independent of Aishvarya or a, an overbearing of his opulences that stands between exchanging with him as we can exchange with, with, with each other. It puts us on an equal playing field with God. Unimaginable. Are we equals? Never. He's always God, but he doesn't want to always be treated like God. He wants to be loved like everybody else without these conditions. I love you if you give me my daily bread. I love you if you save my... I love you if you... I love you if you... I love you if you... If you this, if you that, that we call religion. That's religion. Religion means I want to do business with God. Sri Krishna Sankirtan is about setting religion aside. It's about the end of Bhagavad Gita, where Krishna is telling Arjuna, Sarvadharma Parichyaja, throw out religion, let's love each other. We begin. We we start this loving relationship, Sri Krishna Sankirtan. It gives us entrance into a relationship with the Supreme independent of Aishvarya, of all of his opulences. We, those are set aside. We begin first by looking at ourselves, seeing where we're at, and seeing, my heart could use a cleansing. Sheto Darpanamarjanam. The heart is cleansed. As the heart is cleansed, Involvement in this world for exploitive purposes becomes less significant in our life. Gradually, step by step, everything that was so important is replaced by everything that is really important. The blazing fire. Extinguished. Shreya Kairava Chandrika Vitaranam. We see as we set aside material desire and take on spiritual desire the true blossoming of our spiritual prospect. Just as a flower spreads as it grows this stage vitaranam spreading, a spreading of what? A white lotus. Where? In moonbeams. We haven't even seen the Lord's smiling face yet but we're in his presence and we know it and he's nurturing us spiritually and our heart is opening up like a white lotus. Anandam, Vadanam. And as we come to this, as our heart becomes, is, is moistened, as our heart is softened, because in this world, our heart only becomes what? Harder and harder. Spiritual life means I want to soften my heart. I want to live in, the, in, in that land where it's only loving. And loving means I want to give. And I want to give, I want to give completely. Anandam Vardhanam. 
As we continue to engage in this sankirtan of the Lord's holy name, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, we start to experience what is our true life. And our true life is, be, is an ocean of unimaginable in spiritual enjoyment. Inconceivable. This stage of spiritual development is a stage wherein we culture enjoyment in such a way that it nurtures full giving. It's hard to explain in, a, in, a, in the context of, of what we're used to. But our spiritual nature is so overwhelming that as we begin to experience just the first Bhaktivinoda Thakur, again, that seventh Goswami, puts it like this. There is just one ray of what is that spiritual light. As that first ray begins to touch us and we realize our true spiritual prospect and what is life in total spirituality, we are so overcome with transcendental emotion. That transcendental emotion is referred to as bhava. So this anandambudi vardhanam is speaking of that this stage is of bhava is it brings us into a into our spiritual culture then in the full light of our spiritual existence we're able to exchange unadulterated love the last two verses of sextasticam speak to that prati padam punamritasvadanam asvadanam it gives us a taste what is that love like i want to know what love is we're given a taste. First, our taste is in separation. Like now. I don't see God. He's invisible. Then we see God and we're like overwhelmed. And then it's like he disappears. <laughs> I just got here. What, the, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I left everything to come out and dance with you in the middle of the night and then you just run off. So, loving God in separation. Very high platform, so high that they say being separated from God and loving Him that way is, is more relishable for the soul than being with God. I don't understand it, but it, that's what they say. And then the very last, Sarvatma Snapanam. In Prem, not only are His devotees showered with His love, but they also shower Krishna with love. We come to a plane in our exchange with the Supreme where it is a mutually satisfying arrangement. As I said, the Godhood of God recedes and we're exchanging and He is giving and we are giving and He is enjoying our giving as much as we are enjoying His. Not like religion where it's only one-way street. Un unconceivable, these things. This is Sri Krishna Sankirtan. This is what Sri Chaitanya Maharaj meant to give us. 
This verse is a roadmap through the stages, gradual stages of advancement from initial faith to love. And if we enter into just this verse and we see how this verse relates to our spiritual practice and we see that the means of attaining that love is Sri Krishna Sankirtan. And the practice itself is the goal. As we chant, we become more purified and it has such an effect on us that we will see in due course of time that that invisible God is there with us all. He's always been there with us in His holy name. And then we begin to relish that on the spiritual platform and we realize it's not like anything we've had experience of before. Are there any questions? Yes, ma'am. I have a question about the, um, you mentioned, you talked about the cleansing of the heart, that process of the, our karma then is stopped. But can it sometimes be that, like, as we're going through that process, it seems like, you know, just from my own life and then, you know, sort of watching from afar other people's lives, it, it seems like that karma can kind of actually be accelerated, that karma that we need to go through. In a way, as we cleanse, it's a way of getting it done yet. If we understand deeply the process of spiritual initiation, Mm -hmm. if we truly understand it, from our perspective, we're still conditioned and we're, we're seeing that we're still subject to karma. But the fact of the matter is when we have enough faith in the in the potency of the process of devotional service and enough faith in the chanting of Hare Krishna that we put our life on the line for the pleasure of Guru, Mm -hmm. when we come to that platform, although it appears to be karma, Krishna's working his magic. It's no longer the karma of the common man. It becomes the magic karma of Krishna. It looks like karma, but... It's meant to it's meant to churn all that stuff and clean all the dust off the mirror of our heart. Yeah. It's very special. Very exceptional. Never look at Krishna and Krishna's devotees and never look at your spiritual master as, as if they're falling under the under the the laws of mundane karma. That's a misconception. Even the newest devotee is to be offered the highest respect. But based on his practice, what's appearing, we worship fully all devotees at every stage. We take the dust of their feet on our head, all of them. But some we may actually bow down to, and some we're we're waiting until manifestation of their devotional character is fully revealed. But we know it's coming. When the seed is planted and it's watered, the, the plant's going to grow. It's going to come. It's going to stick its head under the, out of the ground sooner or later. Now there's the key. Are we going to keep the water? Are we going to apply the water daily? Is every day are we going to sit and are we going to chant and pray to Krishna, please purify my heart? Or are we going to be neglectful? And when the guru says, you chant this many rounds, well, today I don't feel like it. 
Well, if we neglect watering the plant, the seed may not sprout very soon. And we could get in the habit of not watering it at all. Then what happens? It appears to die. Thank you so very much. And you did bless Thanks for your blessing of hearing attentively. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.